0: In just few years, we have noticed an incline in the interest of aromatherapy. In Statista website, a research article was published on December 2nd, 2020, that the market value of essential oils worldwide is expected to grow from around 17 billion US dollars to 27 billion dollars by 2022. My goodness. Europe accounts for the largest share of the global essential oils market, with the Asia-Pacific region and North America tying for the second place. With the ever-increasing popularity of essential oils, we wanted to get some information on how it affects our health and whether we should take advantage of aromatherapy. Essential oils, which are extracted from plant materials through removal methods that are suited to the specific Plant part containing the oils will be discussed on today's Living to Love Yourself. We will get personal on essential oils and answer the efficacy on your health, its best practice, and much more. To answer these questions plus satisfying our curiosity on whether essential oils work, we have Athena Scalis wait, an expert in aromatherapy. Let's welcome Athena to the show.
1: Hi, Athena. How are you? Hello, Wonderful. Thank you. How are you today?
0: I'm doing wonderful, Athena. Athena, how about we first start with giving you the platform on introducing who you are and what do you do and how did you find this company called Wise Oils Wellness?
1: (laughs) Glad to do so. I've been on a health and wellness journey really all my life, at least since my early teenage years, because I've struggled with a lot of health issues. And my mother went through a food revolution when I was just a teenager, when she was told by her doctor, she needed more fiber in her diet. And my mother is an immigrant from the Mediterranean, hadn't really understood that incorporating American foods into her otherwise traditional Mediterranean cuisine was part of the problem. <laughs> she started reading labels, which she realized I can't even pronounce these things, why would I want to eat them or feed them to my family? She introduced us to things like alfalfa sprouts and organic peanut butter. And she worked at a co-op and things like that. And so I was already exposed at an early age to thinking differently about wellness and to really taking charge of being mindful about everything I interact with. Fast forward to me becoming a mom, and I really wanted to give my girls a better start than I had because I had a lot of sickness tied also to best practices of the time, which were not really great for me health-wise. So I tried to do things differently for my daughters, including taking a course in homeopathy from John Hopkins through the National Center of Homeopathy. Yeah, already I was trying to use natural things in my home and definitely not bringing toxins in to give them a better start. And then in 2007, I after well in 2005, I had a mini stroke at age 39. And that was a real eye opener when they at the hospital, they're like, you're too young to have a stroke. Uh, No, I wasn't. Apparently, I had a congenital heart defect that we didn't know about. Fast forward two years and in, at age 41, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, triple negative breast cancer to be exact. And most likely the stroke was exacerbated by the fact that I had extra clotty blood due to the growing cancer in my body. There were really challenging times. Already I've been doing a lot of natural things, I do suspect that a lot of my my risk factors were increased by living abroad in Italy at a time when there was a lot of pollution. I was exposed along with three or four of my other good friends who were living there at the time we all ended up with some form of cancer. So I do think mine was some form of environmental exposure. There's a lot we have to take responsibility for in terms of also our mindset, you know, and making sure we're managing stress because all those things lay a terrain that could exacerbate a problem fast forward again after going through the whole shebang losing my hair in you know, surgery radiation all of that which at the time was the best option for me and my family to not bankrupt them on uncertain options i would have loved to gone the whole holistic approach but it really just was not in the cards for me thankfully i'm still here this spring it'll be 14 years i was at a boot camp in 2011 and this woman spritzed me with peppermint spray one you know, hot buggy morning. And I was like, Whoa, what was that? And so she exposed me to essential oils. I had dabbled a little bit, got a little bit of lavender and eucalyptus and put them on those little burner pads. And for my kids when they had stuffy noses or to sleep, I really didn't have any kind of deep understanding. Really, that was just an eye opener for me to something totally life changing. By the spring of 2012, I had fully incorporated them into my life and into the life of my family to the point where I was able to let go of some over-the-counter things that were just giving me more side effects than benefits. And obviously, everybody should talk to your doctor and your pharmacist and make sure that what you're doing is in line with their recommendations so that you do things safely. But in my case, those were not life and death medications. They were just managing all the seasonal stuff I was dealing with and the fact that I live with a cat and a dog, which I probably shouldn't. But I also had some side benefits that I hadn't anticipated, which were really significant based on the fatigue. I still had five years out from chemo. Once I realized this stuff really worked and I'd been praying about what's next in my life. I'd been working for NATO before when I met my husband and then I was a stay at home mom for a while. And I knew I needed to start thinking about other things as my kids were getting older. My husband was traveling all the time. So I was like, I've got to do something that I can manage in my own time. Can't be at home. I can't leave my kids at home when my husband's overseas. This was a really an answer to prayer. And in the fall of 2012, I just really dove into wellness. I already feel like I would be, kind of was in the training ground most of my life, but yeah. I really said, this is kind of the direction I need to go in. That's when I got started with my essential oils and wellness and teaching and just helping people. Be empowered as healers in their own home.
0: Wow, going through so many life struggles and the fact that you're able to find essential oils as a calling—it's a great feeling. And you're using it on a daily basis, and you're here to teach us about essential oils. I applaud you. You are an amazing woman. Speaking about aromatherapy, is there? a difference between oils in regards to the its efficacy that's one of the first things that people how do we know which ones are better for us or can we just go and just use whatever peppermint lavender whatever is out there so is there a certain difference as we know there are different methods of utilizing these oils such as internally or on the skin or by diffusing in your knowledge How can one use it
1: and when should they use it? Okay, really, really great and important questions, especially because currently there is a boom in essential oils and aromatherapy. People can get them anywhere, even at the gas station. I just saw them the other day. Where was I, Trader Joe's? But not all essential oils Just so any are grocery stores. Any grocery stores. A big red flag, just so you know, if they're all the same price, that's a big red flag because not all essential oils are sourced the same way and they have different price points based on how challenging they are to source and to also to extract. It's really important to focus on quality. The thing mm-hmm. is that the quality isn't just based on Someone saying pure, natural, organic, because those words are not heavily regulated by our systems of regulation. For example, mm-hmm. you only have to ha- only have to have, I think, about 40% organic material in a product to call it organic. Did you know that? It's no. like 40 to 60%. So mm-hmm, just because something says organic does not mean it's a hundred percent organic. Just because it says pure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't specify what is pure. Just it's pure something, right? Just because something is natural, does even petro, uh, petro, petroleum is natural. It comes from the earth, but it doesn't mean I want it on my skin or in my body, right? Really educated consumers, and know how to read labels and to how to discern what's really there. The way I do it is I go to credible companies that have significant testing and also have third-party labs that evaluate the quality and so that we are ensuring the safety and efficacy of the oils. The company I choose to work with sources them globally, globally in an ethical way that lifts up the lives of the growers and their communities and ensures that they're growing them in a way that is ensuring no there are no chemicals no nothing added nothing removed from the plants and then they are tested 54 different ways in outside labs and internally and every time the bottle changes they test every time they change the bottle every liter is tested that gives me peace of mind that what i'm using because i use my oils therapeutically they're not just a pretty smell I'm not just using them because I like the the aroma. I'm using them even when I don't like the aroma, I use them because there are certain properties, chemistries that will help benefit my mood, help my body physically, help my digestion, help the air quality. I am, especially with my cancer history, I want to make sure that what I'm I'm putting in me, on me, around me is not going to add problem in terms of chemical impact. Mm Hopefully, that answers the question of where they how do you know? I would not recommend getting your oils off the shelf of Trader Joe's or I mean, there's a great stores or Walmart or the gas station, but unless you just want to use them to make your toilet smell nice. <laughs> but if you really want the therapeutic benefits, you really need to be mindful of the quality. Yes, you mentioned all the ways we use oils now. I would not recommend using oils internally from any other company than the one I go with because they are not just safe to use that way. They're designed to use that way for systemic benefits. Most oils, if you read the labels, will say not safe for internal use, don't use around children. They have a lot of restrictions because so many are kind of mixed with synthetics, or are of a, you don't know if they've sourced them with used chemicals to extract them, whereas you want them to be steam distilled or cold pressed for citrus oils. The oils I use, even if they're something I use internally, like say lemon, then it has a supplement label that tells me exactly how to use it internally. And that's regulated by the FDA for safe for internal use. So it's important to kind of read labels, right? Hopefully, hopefully, that kind of covers everything you asked. One question regarding labels:
0: mm-hmm. If I understand, you're saying that the the method of using the oil will be on a label if it's actually a pure grade, or is that well, just so how, across the board?
1: Really, the labeling will tell you, even for lesser quality oils, it will tell you not safe for children, keep out of reach of children, not safe for internal use. And that's because the quality is questionable. With the oils I use, they tell you they can be used aromatically, topically, internally, depending on the oil. Some oils are just not destined for internal use. Example, tree oils, like we don't eat pine trees, so why would we put them internally in us. They won't kill us necessarily, but they're not designed for that. But we do eat citruses. We do eat herbs. So those are typically safe for internal use. The other thing is I learned something recently when I was reading more about it, that a true quality essential oil should also have not just the common name, but the Latin name, the genus name. Mm. Uh, Like lemon is citrus Limon. If it just says lavender oil on the bottle, that's kind of a red flag too. They're not telling you the specific origin of that plant. It could be a blend plus synthetics. There are a lot of like red flags there. Absolutely. So that's one of the difference between adulterated versus pure. Mhm. And it could be that a pure, uh, adulterated oil may still have the latin name, but it may still it may be that genus of plant, but still have some synthetics added or we don't know the extraction methods. So you still want to be mindful of the quality. Can you go on the company's website?
0: to understand pure grade or the adulteration or the uh, the purity of it? Well, is
1: that possible? I think, yes, sure. You can uh, you can certainly educate yourself, but it's also nice when you have a wellness advocate like me, somebody to kind of hold your hand and guide you. That's my job. People I assist is to kind of educate them and guide them in terms of how to navigate. Because like I said, now it's a booming, as you mentioned, a booming in- industry. Yes. It mm-hmm. is very using, and everybody's getting into it, but they don't really understand and that it's not what you buy isn't always necessarily the same thing. There are some really great quality oils out there, but you do have to be a discerning customer.
0: Now, speaking about the good quality oils, and it seems that some of them you use yourself for seasonal reasons and other ailments. Can you give us a bit of an insight uh, into the effects of aromatherapy and some of the symptoms mm-hmm. we can
1: utilize them for, such as for sleep, anxiety, focus, pain, etc.? Right. Happy to do so. First of all, I have to make sure people know I'm not a medical professional. I don't have any medical training. And so I'm not a doctor or a nurse or even official aromatherapist as of yet, but I have a lot of years of experience. And so whatever I suggest here is just based on my personal experience and a lot of personal study. The other thing is I don't, I cannot treat or diagnose anything. So I will not be using typical common words like pain, allergies, et cetera, because that will make some people in the government not very happy. So I will try to mention (laughs) what I use, what things work. Let me just talk in general terms. Everybody knows peppermint. Peppermint's very commonly used. We make peppermint tea. And why do people use peppermint tea? I suspect in your heritage and in mine, peppermint tea was used very much for the digestion, right? to support healthy digestion after a heavy meal. North Africa and Morocco, everybody drinks peppermint tea. I'm half Greek, half Italian, and in Greece, we drink a lot of chamomile, especially at night to help with sleep. Interestingly enough, one drop of peppermint is like 28 cups of peppermint tea it's 50 to 70 times the strength of the dried herb. Imagine how quickly you can get support for that digestive issue by just either taking a little drop of peppermint on your tongue or in some water or applying it with a carrier oil, which is something that's a neutral oil, vegetable oil topically over your stomach and how quickly you can feel relief or or you can help a child feel relief indirectly by putting it on the bottom of their feet when they're small with diluted with a carrier oil what i love is that also Because these oils are so versatile that same peppermint helped my daughter when she was younger with when she was struggling with a very hot body when she was not feeling well and i put a little on a damp cool cloth and i put it on the back of her neck and high on her brow and literally within seconds she already was getting cooler I love that also peppermint for fitness people is great to help oxygenate the blood, get a deeper breath when you want to do a run, helps kind of to cool you down, especially also women who are approaching that certain stage of life where they are on fire a lot of the time, (laughs) kind of like I was a few years ago. You can see one oil can do a lot of things and it's pennies per drop. That one drop can do a lot of different things. Lavender, another one, we call it the Swiss army knife of oils. I, My husband uses it, he, he's a lavender guy for when he's working with the fireplace and he gets a burn, he puts a little to cool his skin down, he'll get splinters, it actually helps kind of the splinter move out. I use it all the time because when my cat gets up in my face, I can put some around my nose and my eye bone diluted and it stops the itch. Mm. We use it to help us when we want to have a better night's sleep. It's great for all sorts of things. So as you can see, they're very versatile. Let's see what are some of the other things I really... Yeah, a lot of things. My daughter just got her nails done and she ended up getting... a. um, I don't know why these young people are getting their nails done she had artificial nails i don't i don't think i've ever had those (laughs) but it's a thing and she just got them removed and apparently some water came underneath the nail uh the artificial nail and she got a fungus her fingernail is green ew so first thing i said was tea tree gotta put some tea tree on it every day a couple times a day that's gonna help support the healing and that just tells reminds me to tell you one thing Oils remind our bodies how to self-repair. Our bodies are divinely designed to do that. But we have done so much to distract our bodies from being able to do what they're designed to do. The oils just help us remember how to repair ourselves. They're not necessarily fixing things, but they're helping our cells and our, our bodies to go back into balance, into homeostasis. Amazing, amazing. Thank you for this
0: insight. My favorites are the peppermint, as you mentioned, lavender, and definitely lemon, because I use that Mm -hmm. in my hot water all the time. It's my go-to. Speaking of which, if you had to recommend a few oils to our listeners Mm -hmm. other than the peppermint and lavender, are there any other essential oils that you recommend having in the
1: household just on a daily basis? Absolutely. Frankincense is the king of oils it is an enhancer so it helps all the other oils work better whereas peppermint is what we call a driver you can layer lavender and then peppermint and it will drive the lavender a deeper because both of them are great for soothing discomfort frankincense is also great for soothing discomfort so you can layer oils and they don't ex- they don't react with each other they're not going to cause combustion or anything i also use my quality of lavender, I use under my tongue. And you would know with your background, I use it sublingual because that puts it right into my bloodstream. With my his health mm. history, I want my cells to be at their optimum. And frankincense mm. helps my cells be at their best. I put a drop under my tongue a couple times a day. Also, frankincense is a fabulous oil for the mood. It actually is known to cross the blood brain barrier, so it's great for brain health for mood support. And it just smells so wonderful compared with something like wild orange, which is our what we call poor man's frankincense. It has a lot of the same qualities, but it's a happy oil. All our citruses are uh, lift the mood. I love having yes. citrus oils around. And then we ha- in my company we have some fabulous blends that have things that really work synergistically together to support us. But if I was picking out some other single oils that are just really phenomenal, I would say that I go. my go-tos are probably also oregano. I, it smells like mm. pizza, but it's really important right now for immune support. It, and just to really, whenever we're dealing with something unpleasant, but it's a hot oil. And what a hot oil means is we have to dilute it with a carrier like coconut oil or hard coconut oil or olive oil or some kind of plant oil. Ideally, high quality organic would be best because we're working with high quality essential oils. Why use garbage on top? But anyway, dilute it heavenly, heavily and put it on the bottom of your feet or put it in something that you're going to drink or in a capsule. It is spicy and strong. Never put it directly on the skin never put any oils in your eyes nose or ears you can put them around those areas but never put them internally in those areas because they're They're very sensitive areas and it's uncomfortable, (laughs) but oregano is an assassin. It's also great for cooking. I cook with my oils because they're safe to ingest. I use them in the kitchen all the time. So I love oregano, lemon, peppermint in my kitchen, along with some other oils. Not
0: all oils are used for cooking,
1: except the pure grade, the ones used. Even in my own collection, not all oils are designated for cooking. If you think about it, the herbs you would use in your kitchen, cilantro, coriander, rosemary. I use rosemary all the time on potatoes, on meat. I just did Mexican the other night and I didn't have any fresh cilantro. So there went my cilantro all over everything. Small amounts. It's very potent and it will kill the the flavor if you put too much. I made guacamole with it, I made salsa with it, I made my ground meat with it. It made everything taste better than not having it. Yeah, so any herbs, any citruses are great in your, and any mints are great in your. You mentioned some of the good qualities
0: that essential oils are used for, and for cooking, for digestive systems. Are there any negative impacts that we should be aware of with essential oils? Do we have allergic reactions to any or any type of oils that we should avoid altogether?
1: Well, first of all, I'd avoid any poor quality oils because they will guarantee (laughs) to give you a problem. Skin reactions, uh, burns, things like that. Even the best quality essential oils should be treated with great respect because they are potent. Like I said, 50 to 70 times the strength of the dried herb. A little goes a long way, literally a drop Sometimes you don't even need a drop. Sometimes I just swipe my finger at the edge of the bottle and lick off my peppermint because I don't need a full drop, it's super strong. Also, children and elderly tend to have thinner, more sensitive skin, always heavily dilute oils. There are certain oils you need to be mindful about with around pets. Dogs don't do well with tea tree oil, and cats don't do well with citrus oils. So if you're diffusing oils around your pets, always leave an exit for them. They need to be able to leave the room. Don't overdo it. And then also, dogs will tell you if they like something or don't like something, say with cats. They'll either move away or come closer. You don't want to force anything on your pets or your kids or or anybody else. With children, little children, you dilute more heavily, and the bottom of the feet is a great avenue for everybody. If you don't like the smell, if you have sensitive skin, if anybody's familiar with reflexology, that means there are zones on the feet where you can apply the oils that will benefit various parts of the body. That's even better when you can be strategic about where you place them, but it doesn't matter. Just slap them on the feet, diluted, if they're little people or elderly. And they will go, within 20 seconds, they're in your bloodstream, within 20 to 30 minutes, they're in every cell of your body. They'll get where they need to go. The mm, other thing about yeah. safety is citrus oils are what we call photosensitive. What does that mean? The rind of the fruit where we get the, the oil, essential oil from, is and it's cold pressed from the rind, that is the part of the fruit that is designed to ripen in the sun. So when we put those citrus oils on exposed skin in the sun, We are like kind of ripening ourselves, i.e. we're gonna give ourselves a sunburn. We never want to put essential oils, citrus oils, on exposed skin in the sun. I say put it where the sun don't shine. Bottom of the feet, we can drink it, we can diffuse it. But if you're gonna be out in the sun, hold off on putting any citrus oils topically. I knew somebody who actually just peeled an orange at the beach from the rind. She used her mouth to kind of peel the rind, and the oils from the rind, touched her skin and she got a severe burn just from peeling the orange because those oils are photosensitive. Also, just less is more. It's more about touching your oils throughout the day, a frequency and varying your selection over using one oil all the time or doing too much of it, because you can create also a hypersensitivity if you overdo it. And that's just because our bodies say enough is enough when we overdo anything, as we know. (laughs) True. Thank you for that. And when it comes to
0: Understanding, if we, you and I may know a little bit about the essential oils, what about those who don't know? Where can they get resources? Where are they able to get the beginner's guide? Are there any type of handbook that you can suggest or websites that they can go to?
1: Well, I would say that if you're working with a wellness advocate like myself, obviously we can put you in the right direction. But if you're independent of somebody, you don't know somebody that you can work with, then I would go to a resource, aromatools.com or oillife.com there are two websites that cater to the essential oil community that have reference books that have guidebooks and things like that and specific topics they are somewhat geared towards people who are professionals but they are also very accessible for people who are looking to learn more i would also go to if someone's into the science and wants to learn more AromaticScience.com is a website where they it's a clearinghouse of all the peer-reviewed studies being done on essential oils globally. And they're showing us where they're working, how they're working in terms of the therapeutic benefits. So that's really fun for anybody who gets into the science part. And then lastly, you could go to a trained aromatherapist who I, I have done a certificate in aromatherapy, but I am not. I would never want to take the credentials away from somebody who's actually a professional aromatherapist. Mm-hmm. Full credentialing that happens after a a very rigorous training where you get into the science, you get into the anatomy and all of that. Mm. And they are around and that's what they do for a living is they, they help to diagnose and recommend therapeutic remedies that are based in essential oils. Those people are out there and I'm actually looking into potentially getting my own credentials there. But for now I'm just kind of a, a long-term user and I've done a lot of education and training, but I'm, I, and I will guide you, but I will never diagnose or like, act like a, a medical professional. <laughs> so No, that's good to know. Good to know. How can one reach
0: out to you if they need you or your support? Sure.
1: Well, I have a website. It's a, uh, www.wiseoilswellness.com and if people go there and subscribe to my blog they also can download a free ebook the basics of essential oils they can also reach out to me on social media i'm on facebook as wise oils wellness on instagram and basically my my instagram handle is at wise oils also on linkedin same thing and also on twitter as my wise oil why wise oils because athena's the goddess of wisdom so i couldn't resist <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. That's amazing. Now, before we adjourn for
0: the day, I just wanted to understand many claim essential oils as the cure all, right? Mm. What are your thoughts? on only using essential oils for health treatment. Thank you for being so frank with us.
1: Oh, no, I really appreciate that question because I think it's really important. I don't believe that any one thing, essential oils aren't magic beans. First of all, they're not gonna sew your arm back off on if it falls off. So you have medical professionals for a reason. Secondly, I believe in a holistic approach to wellness, foundational nutrition is really important, good supplementation educating yourself on all the different things that go into it. I think the biggest detriment to our health is ignorance. And people have for too long kind of given up on taking the ownership of their own health and education. And yeah, it can be kind of daunting. But I think when we, uh, my mission is to empower healers in every home. I want to empower people to feel confident like I did in the middle of the night to grab an oil and help my daughter when she was overheating. I have reference books for that. However, if there's something that we need to go to the doctor for, I I will. We are not afraid. My daughter just had her wisdom teeth out. She was... On antibiotic. But at the same time, she was gargling with a blend that helps with the oral health. And she was buying a blend topically that helps with the discomfort and the swelling. And she recovered beautifully. They can work complementary or synergistically. I think there's just, it's a really dangerous when people preach just one thing as being mm-hmm. the solution. I think it's a, more about a collaborative approach to wellness. Absolutely. And you hit the spot when it comes to integrating
0: wellness rather than just having a standalone. And I appreciate that thought. Thank you, Athena. Is there anything you want to the listeners to know that maybe I haven't covered with you? I would just
1: say, first of all, thank you for being a pioneer in covering topics that I think sometimes have been either misrepresented or considered taboo in terms of health and wellness. I think that everything has its place and it's nice to know that you are open, especially with your professional background to educating people on various modalities also I would say that don't be afraid to start with oils you can start with one or two you can also decide just to do a whole wellness transformation just make sure you have the right resources to get started I can tell you from my own personal experience it has been life-changing for myself and my family very rewarding on many levels absolutely and thank you so much
0: and thank you Athena for being so open to us today. I really appreciate your feedback. Any listeners want to receive their own guidance on how to start with essential oils, please reach out to Athena Gallus Wade from Wise Oils Wellness. Thank you listeners for joining today's show. Have a wonderful
1: day and stay healthy. Take care. Love you. Bye-bye.